Democracy, and we have a special guest uh, this week with us, uh, Professor Chen from China Normal Eastern, uh, Eastern Normal University. Uh, and you might have heard of him in the news recently. Uh, he's well, he's one of the uh, academics that have been um, had their visas revoked mm-hmm. from Australia, and that surprised me because I'd say Professor Cheng Hong is probably one of the nicest people I've ever met, um, and I would not say he's a danger uh, to Australia anyway. <laughs> Um, especially since he's um, since his specialty seems to be in Australian literature, which even Australians mostly don't read. Sorry, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's how's right. it been since um, the news came out for you, uh, uh, Professor Chen? Uh, yes, the news came actually first actually in uh, early August. The, in early August, I received an email. Uh, you know, uh, from uh, Home Affairs advising me that uh, I need to confirm my contact details. Uh, you know, because actually, uh, well, because actually the email implies that actually my visa might be cancelled and they need to send me that email. So I, I uh, at first I thought it was actually one of those uh, spam letters, you know, sometimes you receive emails like this advising you that your visa is going to expire and uh, you need to pay a fine <laughs> and pay it into a, a bank account, something like that. So I thought it was one of those, just one of those, you know, spam letters. And I was about to uh, delete that message. But uh, might be, you know, there might be some kind of sixth sense at play. I'm not sure, you know, but uh, I simply thought, you know, well, what if it were true? Or, you know, I just want to see, you know, what kind of a ballpark that would be. So <laughs> I... What do you want? Yeah, so I simply sent um, back an, uh, a reply, you know, without any salutation. I just said my email address is, my postal address is, something like that. And in two days' time, I received uh, uh, email, you know, carrying the uh, formal, you know, notification, you know, uh, advising me that my visa to Australia had been cancelled. And uh, the uh, their citing, you know, their grounds, their citing, you know, the email setting was that actually I had been assessed by, uh, you know, ASIO, the Australian Intelligence Organization, you know, to be directly or indirectly a risk to security. So I was really very much surprised. I uh, felt, you know, it's uh, very, you know, perplexed because, uh, uh, as uh, you were saying, that actually I've been engaged in studies of Australia. Uh, for a long time, you know, in fact, since 1987. And my work had been, you know, uh, concentrating on the uh, writing, you know, books and also academic papers, translation of Australian literature, culture, yeah, and writing about Australian society. And of course, I also go into China-Australian relations, but, uh, you know, comprehensively we call it just Australian studies, which is now, you know, one of the uh, disciplines of uh, international studies in a Chinese uh, university. So I teach, for example, like courses, I teach one, uh, five, uh, four courses this uh, uh, now, you know, uh, related to Australia. And uh, supervise students, you know, master students and PhD students uh, in uh, Australian studies. So that had been, you know, really, you know, something that uh, I think actually I'm one of those, you know, most uh, vocal proponents of uh, better relationship between Definitely. China and Australia. So to be called a risk to Australia's security, I definitely refuse to uh, accept that uh, assessment. So 100% I, fair enough. Disappointed. 
Yeah. I, I have to agree on based on character. Like I, I see that you you've just been very vocal about um in the past where you've said, you know, they see Chinese students as cash characters. I totally agree with because I've seen so many Chinese students that graduate from Australia that can't mm -hmm. even speak English. Um <laughs> they don't know anything, they just pay the money and mm. they're just being used uh, to, to pay money into the Australian economy. Mm. And also the, the fact that um uh, <laughs> It seems like as though Australia's relationship, this is to do with also Australia's relationship um, with China in general overall, with the Muscle Men police raid mm -hmm. into his house. Mm -hmm. um, do, do you think that that's linked with uh, what happened there? Or I myself won't be establishing any link between, you know, the cancellation of, of my visa with any other incidents. But there have been some conjectures in the press, you know, about uh, my, you know, friendship with uh, Mr. Mosman, who is actually a parliamentarian in uh, the uh, New South Wales Parliament, and also uh, one of his staffers, uh, Mr. John Zhang. But uh, definitely, my uh, friendship with both these two persons, you know, uh, have been you know above board. You know, it's just a, a, you know a pure friendship. You know, we can be ex having candid exchanges of our views. Sometimes we will agree with each other. Sometimes we disagree on certain issues. It's just like any true friends are, you know. So there's definitely nothing covert or sinister uh, that might be, you know, you know, you know, interpreted in the uh, 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 friendship between me, myself, and also these two persons. I think actually, you know, if really someone would be making such conjectures and based on such conjectures to uh, to cite me as a kind of risk to Australian security. I definitely would think that this is really a kind of like a uh, outrageous, preposterous, you know, uh, you know, you know imagination. Sorry, nobody who has said, and well, there we go, Xiao Yan, he, in Twitter, he, he was making some accusations. Yeah, do you know who Xiao Yan is? He's the editor uh, for Vision Times, Kan Zhongguo. Uh, like uh, like okay, yeah. And mm. he's been attacked. Well, of you. course, um, he didn't, he says he, you're he a didn't give any evidence. Who still retains mm -hmm. his party membership to James Lawrenson, Lord Chen. And mm -hmm. then he also mm -hmm. says, um, he also commented that the most dangerous people often appear in your circle of best friends at you. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of that? Yeah. Uh, for me, actually, so far, I think I have. Uh, uh, received emails and also, you know, messages, you know, uh, from Australia, you know, uh, for from those people whom with whom have got years of friendship, and they all know about me. They all think actually this is a kind of like outrage mm. to, uh, uh, you know, allege me to be a kind of a risk to Australian security. So I think actually this is really a true reflection of uh, their true, you know, understanding and uh, uh, you know appreciation of me as a person, as a friend, and also as an academic. So, but really, you know, this is really a quite, a, uh, you know, a distressful, you know, period of time because to be accused of uh, being a threat, this is not something funny. That's and uh, also, you know, for me myself, I have been you know, engaged in, uh, you know, you know, promoting the, uh, uh, you know, collaboration and joint research between my university and our partner universities in Australia. So. Uh, uh, that has been seriously disrupted. Uh, when I received my uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, received the uh, notification of the revocation of my visa, I told my you know university that I can no longer uh, travel to Australia, 
and but of course I'll be still you know uh, providing you know counseling you know cons consultation you know about you know yeah situations in Australia but uh, definitely well, I won't be able to make make those trips to Australia and also to my own research that's also also be a, a serious disruption and uh, I do studies and also do translation of uh, uh, you know aspects of Australia and that has been you know you know really you know disrupted uh, students, my students have been asking me about what had happened. And because in classroom, I often talk about Australia as an open multicultural uh, mm. society. But, uh, you know, the recent events, you know, for example, during the COVID-19 pandemic, and we have been, you know, reading about and seeing on television, you know, those incidences that are, you know, with racist, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, some kind of racist incidents. I think recently, just recently in Melbourne, there was yeah, a recent, mm. yeah, there was a, a sort of a note with nasty racist remarks, you know, posted on the window of a shop window of a- And multiple shops got smashed as well in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible. Questions. Yeah. And now, you know, someone who have been, you know, really advocating about the positivities of Australia have been labeled as a threat, <laughs> risk to Australia. So students will also feel very much you know, confused. So uh, I think actually this is really, you know, not really so good to, uh, uh, to a positive image of Australia. So there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, some other people were actually also making other conjectures. So some some people think that actually it was uh, my you know uh, friendship with uh, Mr. Mosman or Mr. John Zhang, uh, mm -hmm. thinking that actually you know uh, that might be you know contributing to the cancel cancellation of my visa, and also some other conjectures you know uh, were actually implying that because I write quite candidly you know about uh, uh, China-Australia relations. And they think that actually I've been very, you know, critical in uh, of uh, some of the policies uh, in uh, of Canberra in dealing with China. But uh, really, I think Australia, you know, claims to be a country of press, uh, freedom of the press, so uh, and also freedom of speech. So if actually I can be, you know, punished because of my remarks, this really, you know, would be shattering, you know, this very positive image of Australia as a fair country. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like um, having attended um, those FASIC um, sponsored classes as well, Australian Studies, uh, um, mm -hmm. I, I can definitely, um, you know, uh, back you up on that. Australia's been shown as a very multicultural, sort of vibrant nation with many cultures and Chinese people can live safely, but that image is slowly deteriorating. Um, so, did yeah. I cut you off before, Regan? What were you going to ask? Uh, it's just, there's been a lot of um, conjecture and, and people sort of saying stuff, I'm, I'm, mostly I've noticed online, but nobody it's it's stopped at the conjecture there's been no one offering any evidence of anything it's mm. just you know um and I, that seems to seems to be yeah. satis satisfying a certain part of the community um so yeah what about i just wanted to make that, that yeah, yeah make that clear that there's there's nothing these people have been saying all the stuff with and nothing to back it up so we should remember that yeah. After yeah. I received that email from uh, Home Affairs, I wrote back uh, a, a, a letter in response to this notification. I said, actually, I refuse to accept this uh, assessment and I am ready to be contacted, you know, if uh, any further information is required. I never get any, you know, uh, response. So I'm not sure, you know, Austria always uh, accuses China of uh, 
uh, being lack of uh, transparency, but really this is also very opaque on the part of Australia, you know, just mm. simply, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, imposing that uh, decision on me without making any explanation. I think this is really quite uh, uh, also another disillusionment <laughs> to me. So you, you've asked them to explain the decision and they still haven't explained. Yes. And ha yes. it's been over a month? Uh, yes, uh, over a month. Yes, that's right. Uh, you could try, I guess, at this point, the only way you can probably get something out of it is a freedom of information request. Mm. Okay. Um, that, that's really interesting um, because, yeah. you know, that the narrative since 2016, 2017, uh, that China Australia has been really driven by a lot of sort of very hawkish types towards China, like, um, mm. you know, the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, which has obviously yes, been yes. funded by American military mm. industry complexes. Um, do, do you think that this is ha this is what has sort of spurred the sort of relationship going downhill because of the influence by, you know, certain actors? Yeah, I think actually there has been some kind of force uh, that has been, you know, at play, you know, trying to uh, uh, poison the uh, bilateral relations because, you know, in, uh, for example, like in uh, 2017, you know, in mid-2017 in June, when, you know, in Australia, there have been this kind of a very, you know, uh, anti-China, you know, this uh, campaign, you know, first it started from the press and also with the think tankers, some of the think tankers, including SP. And later, you know, that's have been influencing the decisions of the uh, government. So I think actually that's you know, the, all those reports actually later, you know, contributed to, you know, uh, you know, a series of uh, anti-China, very, you know, uh, you know, uh, this kind of, uh, you know, measures, you know, against, you know, the normal exchanges and, uh, you know, cooperation between uh, China and also Australia, even, you know, in the business circle, there have been a kind of, uh, you know, very uh, discriminatory uh, measures, you know, towards Chinese businesses, you know, for yeah. example, recent uh, menu, you know, uh, bid for acquisition of the Alliance Beverages and Drinks uh, yes. Corporation. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Already Japanese owned. Uh, but of course, the business is in Australia, but the ownership was already business uh, 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 Japanese. But uh, when Chinese man, China Manu, you know, wanted to uh, uh, make acquisition of it, you know, George Frydenberg, you know, rejected the uh, proposal uh, on the grounds of uh, foreign ownership. So on one hand, it is Japanese owned already. On the other hand, the Chinese uh, proposal of acquisition was rejected, you know, based on this uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, 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 reasons. I think this is very discriminatory towards uh, uh, China, but. Uh, Really, you know, the uh, bilateral relations have been cemented on, you know, quite uh, uh, close and, uh, you know, this kind of a close, you know, uh, trade relationship and also investment relationship. So such kind of uh, acts will definitely, you know, uh, be damaging to the confidence of Chinese business people uh, in uh, Australia. And that's what really, you know, cause a negative, you know, impact on. For me, uh, yeah. 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 It doesn't make sense because um, Australia needs China much more than China needs Australia. If you look at trade numbers, so mm. I, I don't know why. Like, it, why is Australia basically shooting itself in the foot to try to appease potentially yellow interests and losing its own trade over it? You know, it's just um, very logical. Um, like, it, because so there's that new organization they founded last year called the National Foundation for Australia-China Relations. Mm. Have you heard of that, um, Dr. Chen? Yes, yes. At first, actually, we were very 
you know, we felt this is a positive, you know, uh, development because it indicates the uh, serious uh, seriousness of the Australian governments, uh, in, uh, uh, you know, improve the uh, making improvement of the bias relations. Uh, but uh, obviously, you know, the uh, uh, new foundation had not been, you know, operating, you know, very smoothly, you know, from uh, since the announcement of its uh, establishment. But we still want hope that the foundation could be serving as a kind of like constructive constructive force to uh, the uh, bilateral relations, rather than, you know, to be used by some, uh, uh, you know, anti-China elements, uh, you know, to make further, you know, provocations. Uh, with uh, China, but so far actually we think I think I actually read about you know uh, the development that the uh, foundation had uh, started you know it's uh, so, you know to be uh, soliciting you know uh, proposals for projects you know funding. So I think actually this uh, hopefully you know the uh, future developments further developments will be conducive to the bi- to the improvement of, of the bilateral relations rather than you know providing a platform for anti-China elements to make further, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, attempts to uh, make the administrations yeah. to be deteriorating. Yeah. I mean, Jocelyn Che, who was the former Australia Council General to Hong Kong, she was, mm-hmm. um, she commented that the board had two members that were funded by the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. One of them is a mm-hmm. Falun Gong um, connected mm-hmm. editor called Marie Ma. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what do you think of that? Is that isn't that kind of odd? Um, yeah, I first read about uh, of the uh, composition of the advisory board. I uh, felt indeed a bit uh, uh, surprised because uh, the uh, uh, it doesn't include uh, you know members who have been you know ha- uh, adopting a more balanced uh, view and also understanding of China. And uh, mostly, you know, you know, uh, even you know, the uh, uh, as you mentioned, this uh, Falun Gong-related person, you know, was uh, included in the advisory board uh, to this uh, foundation, which is purportedly to be uh, uh, aiming to improve the bilateral relations. Mm. I think this is a very, uh, you know, surprising uh, composition. Of course, uh, uh, I read that actually, you know, a number of people had made, you know, uh, had challenged this. Uh, Composition obviously, of course, this is uh, the uh, uh, the choice of the Austrian government of uh, the defects. But definitely, we uh, still, you know, feel a bit critical about uh, uh, the uh, the why, you know, the uh, the, uh, the rationale of such a kind of uh, composition. Yeah. Um, so, what, what do you think um, Australia-China relationships can go can go from now on? Can it get any worse, or is it going to get hopefully, you know, start a rebound? Because um, it yes. really seems like a low point at this. You know, at this time, you know, almost like well, I think in the recent months, almost every week we see a new development that actually push pushes uh, the uh, relations uh, to a you know lower point. We used to say it has been actually at the uh, historically lowest point, but well, there's still you know lower, <laughs> it gets still lower. So yeah. I yeah, you know, this is really we see no prospect of uh, it getting really the bottom and then have a rebound. <laughs> rebounds you know this uh, this prospects and uh, with the recent new developments about for example as we discussed about the treatment of chinese uh, journalists and also about uh, uh, as you know you know i read the uh, some of the details of the treatment of the chinese journalists mm. in uh, uh, in sydney you know the uh, uh, the australian authorities had a very rough and uh, bar- almost you know have been described as a barbaric you know treatments of those journalists they 
simply you know budget into their residences showing them briefly the warrants and then started searching the residents for four to six hours and uh, because it's early in the morning 6 30 so those uh, uh, journalists were actually asked to get dressed and they when they wow. went to the bathrooms that had to be done in the presence of the police and their wardrobe every piece of uh, clothes had to be thoroughly searched and their Shocking. personal uh, phones and also computers uh, removable you know uh, 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 you know uh, uh, disks and also recording devices were all you know impounded including an uh, iPad you know of uh, of one of the uh, journalists child was also you know taken away wow. and uh, so that's uh, they were told not to report about this incident when the uh, one of the journalists uh, actually you know called phoned the Chinese consulates and uh, the reply uh, the reply from the uh, the the police agent uh, the, uh, the the federal agents was that actually you know they won't see the the Chinese diplomats because they were in operation <laughs> in, in a kind of operation so that was really a kind of like a a uh, very you know blue you know a kind of a brutal you know treatment of Chinese nationals of those uh, journalists. So far, actually, no al serious allegation, you know, no no formal allegation have been lodged onto those journalists. The journalists are simply, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, simply journalists, you know, from uh, the press from China. But such kind of treatment forms a sharp contrast when the two Australian journalists were, uh, you know, interviewed by the Chinese police. Uh, of course, there was this kind of a, well, people talk about a midnight knock on the door, mm -hmm. but really, you know, in China, in Beijing, in Shanghai, people, especially, you know, uh, people, you know, usually, you know, they really don't, don't often go to bed so early. And midnight is the time actually you really can find someone at home. So I really don't think this is a kind of like a brutal barbaric act on the part mm -hmm. of the Chinese police. And, uh, it, yeah, it was simply, you know, knocking on the door, telling them, you know, about the decision that actually there will be a, uh, you know, interview, you know, and ask them to stay in the city, not to go away until that interview happened. But, you know, there was no search of the residents, no search of their phones, not to say, you know, impounding, you know, taking or confiscating their any personal items. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so that's really forms a sharp contrast of these two uh, treatments. But in Austrian press, you always see the world talking about, you know, this uh, or Chinese was actually sort of like almost like terrorizing uh, the, uh, the Australian gen uh, journalists, almost like expelling them out of China. That was really, really, you know, yeah. true. <laughs> I mean, Bill Bertels is going to be quite a drama, um, sort of dramatic type of person. Like yellow, yesterday he had a tweet um, in his Sydney hotel where he could only watch oh uh, two channels, and they're yeah. both um, like anti-Japanese war movies in China. <laughs> but it turned out out of the 50 channels, he chose the two Chinese channels to watch. So this but, is just like watching yeah. like a cowboy western or World War II movie. Yeah. Um, and also, Regan, you saw a video of Vicky Xu harassing a Chinese, like dehumanizing a journalist? <gasps> Uh, no, I, no, I think that's, hmm. that. So a, a journalist had gone to the front steps of the Aspie building. Uh, I guess it's in Sydney. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure what they'll be able to ask questions or just suss it out. Because as you mentioned before, Aspie um, seems to be much more prominent in the last, even the last six months than it has been for a while. Um, and its reports are being repeated uh, from media, not just in Australia, but all around the world. Mm. Um, 
So, and just for anyone who doesn't know, if I should, Aspie is funded um, by a bunch of American um, arms manufacturers. Um, I think they're funded partially by maybe DFAT as well. Yeah. So. Um, they also count as Australian public service. It's really weird. Um, you know, like Newton, like Raytheon, you know, General Electric's. Grooming, all the big, you know, missile mm. systems and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> so Vicky Shu, she said um, we shouldn't treat people from Xinhua, like, you know, press as journalists. So yes. we treat them worse than yellow people. So that's really dehumanizing when you have a person mm. with Aspie telling others to treat them as non-journalists, not, basically not as people. And that's really kind of the general consensus. And she actually got support from that from a lot of Australian Twitter users. And... Mm. And, and that kind journalists of, you know, as well. uh, makes sense when you what you've you told us, uh, Professor Chen, in relation to the treatment of Chinese journalists in this case. Okay. And mm. also, I don't know if you've seen a case where they raided the ABC buildings, the federal police, to uh, um, yes. in yeah. relation mm. to Australian war crimes mm. um, exposure. Mm. So it yeah. seems like um, a lot of what Australia is saying now is becoming projection in a way mm. towards mm. China. Mm. Yeah, and also I think actually just today actually uh, uh, Peter Dutton made that remark about uh, uh, foreign journalists should be reporting Australia without a slant to a particular community. In other words, you know, according to you know uh, the uh, uh, the principle of uh, freedom of the press and also freedom of uh, speech, but really you know Peter Dutton has been you know imposing that kind of like uh, uh, correctness, a political correctness in relation to how people should be reporting Australia. So this is once again, a kind of like quite a shocking, you know, you know, comment, you know, made by uh, the, the high official uh, officials of uh, Australia about uh, press freedom and other, you know, aspects of, uh, you know, you know, you know, the civil society. Yeah, definitely. And, and it, just one other thing is that I think for a lot, of, a lot of Australians have no idea that those Chinese journalists had their, their homes raided because um, that has not been reported. Um, mm. If it has, it's been a, a minor footnote in the larger story of how Bill Bertels and, and Michael Smith were treated. Mm. Um, there's no no perspective put there. I mean, of, of course, Australian, why would Australian media report uh, negatively about us? So, um, yeah, it's very unfair, yeah, it's, the coverage exactly. levels. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yes, I think actually the uh, report actually was, uh, uh, you know, made, you know, was published uh, by a Chinese Xinhua uh, News Agency, Xinhua yep. News Agency in English, and uh, but uh, the details were never, you know, made public, you know, in the Australian press. Only they have been exaggerating the treatments of uh, the Australian journalists by the Chinese authorities, but. Uh, just comparatively, you see a sharp comparison of the of the ways that actually you know you know you know how law enforcement officers in Australia could be treating someone you know people like this. This is really not just uh, you know disrespectful, but really you know not humane. And for the females and also for their children, you know, in the early morning to be terrorized like this, you know, for four to six hours. <laughs> I mean, in Australia, it's got to the point where, like, anything you say that's pro-China, even if I say as myself personally to close friends, they automatically start rebutting me and say, wait, are you CCP? Are you, like, pro-China? Why are you so evil? Like, you, you can't even be pro-China anymore, even to personal friends, and you will get treated, like, as though you're basically supporting 
something as bad as um, Adolf Hitler. Not to, you, know. you, you can't sit on the fence either. Yeah. You, you can't. You yeah. can't have no position. You have to condemn. You either have to be. Yes, you have to be fully on on that side, or yeah. or you'll be chased out and bullied. You know. And it's you know, very general, Yeah, the general depiction of China, I think. Uh, has been very much uh, distorted and uh, you know quite uh, uh, fabricated. If, uh, people come to China, uh, you walk in the streets, you see people, you see how people live. You will see very normal society. It's not really as you know demonized as the uh, uh, the uh, those press have been depicting about China of being you know sort of like uh, you know you know government was high handed you know uh, some kind of things you know you know uh, people were actually deprived of their freedom. That's simply not true you know. But actually really because of the uh, you know the press you know the uh, uh, distortions and uh, demonizations of the press people thought actually that was the reality. Of China that further you know exacerbated people's impression of China. I think actually the recent uh, Lowy Institute's you know poll actually revealed that actually the a majority of the Austrian population had a, had a negative view of China. But why was that? I think that was because of this uh, uh, really very really wrong you know uh, you know untrue untruthful you know uh, depiction of China that contributed to people's impression. Of China and that attitude in turn have been used, you know, in turn, you know, to support that anti-China sentiment. So it's a vicious circle that uh, goes, you know, towards a further, you know, worsening of the uh, uh, relations, especially between people and people, you know, among, you know, the, uh, these two, uh, you know, Chinese people and Austrian people. Yeah. Um, since you, you've been, you know, um, covering Australian-China relations for a while, do you think um, the anti-Chinese sentiment is as bad as, say, when Pauline Hanson first sort of gained popularity in the 19, early 1990s? Or yeah. is it worse now? Yeah, I think actually when Pauline Hanson uh, uh, first, you know, uh, went into uh, politics uh, at the time, you know, she was uh, still the, the minorities, the majority of the Australian uh, people, you know, the press were, uh, you know, denunciated her, you know, uh, racist remarks and also attitudes. And even the second time, you know, of her, you know, uh, getting into the uh, federal parliament, still, you know, she was one of those ma minorities. I remember once she was pulling up the stance, you know, dressed in a Muslim, you know, oh, the hijab. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Their hijab, you know, she was really, you know, trying to be dramatic, you know, theatrical, you know, to yeah. attract attentions. But that won't really, you know, to be impacting, influencing, or making federal policies towards a group of people or a country. But now, actually, with China, it is really, I think, a, a kind of like a, you know, a concerted uh, attitude, you know, not only in Australia but also, you know, especially I think, you know, it was has been in answer to, you know, the anti-China campaign in the United States. You know, Australia has been, you know, a number of Australian commentators and, uh, uh, you know, public figures have been saying that Australia is a mature and independent uh, state. Of course, any every nation, every country uh, wants to be independent and mature. But uh, the fact actually has been telling us that actually Australia really has been serving the interests of the United States rather than its own national interests by, you know, uh, you know, wreaking havoc, you know, uh, damaging China-Australia relations. Yeah. No Absolutely. National interest at all. Yeah. Do you, Do you think that the Australian business community is, you know, overwhelmingly sort of pro-China? 
and there's maybe a friction there with with the government which mm. is influenced by america or yeah i think actually the uh, uh the 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 lot of policies you know of australia has been uh, almost like shadowing the uh, policies and also rhetoric of uh, washington but in some cases even australia goes uh, before pioneering, you know, this anti-China campaign, for example, like the uh, uh, the total ban, you know, the blanket ban on uh, Huawei uh, ah, in 2018, you know, Australia was the first country to be imposing, you know, this total ban on Huawei on the unfounded, so far still unsubstantiated, you know, uh, 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 accusation of uh, Huawei was actually, you know, disclosing or transferring data of, uh, you know, uh, you know, overseas generated data to back to China. There's no, there has been no evidence to point uh, to that. But still, you know, uh, based on such kind of, you know, allegations, unfounded allegations, you know, Australia was actually imposing that uh, total ban on Huawei, the first in the world. And after yeah, that, Australia, spies with Edward Snowden yeah. releasing yeah. the NSA spying um, lines mm. to American yeah. technology. And Australia doesn't do anything about American technology, yeah, but somehow yeah, helps right. hegemony, you know. Yeah, and also afterwards, Australia was actually, well, Malcolm Turnbull was actually uh, lobbying other countries to follow its suit, Australia's uh, suit, to impose the ban on Huawei. And also this year, actually during the uh, uh, you know COVID-19 uh, outbreak, uh, Australia was the first country trying to incriminate China by. Oh, yes. uh, you know, proposing the uh, the so-called you know uh, international independence inquiry, and uh, without actually the uh, involvement of WHO, uh, and uh, China actually supports you know investigation of the cause, the origin, and also the spread of the virus. But uh, it should be you know a fair you know scientifically based way, not actually sort of like a setting up a kind of like a uh, like a tribunal, a tribunal, or kind of like kangaroo court, you know, to like a uh, narrative uh, where they just want yes. to fill in the lies. Like Nick McKenzie, yes. he just finds yeah. Chinese people that will talk and to fit in yeah. what he's already written, put in the yeah. words. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So really, you know, as you said, actually there are some kind of narratives already established. Simply the so-called journalism, some of the uh, the uh, pieces of uh, journalism were simply, you know, providing you know ammunitions for those uh, arguments. So rather than you know to join conclusions out of the evidence, they try to uh, invent or even try to you know really invent you know some kind of uh, you know the so-called evidence to support their allegations. I think this is really not true journalism. So on one part, actually they have been a clampdown on people's you know frank uh, commentations or commentaries of uh, politics. On the other hand, you know they have been this kind of uh, unleashed, un, uh, you know unrestrained. You know, a spread of uh, un- unfounded, un- unfounded, you know, uh, rumors, you know, about uh, China, about the Chinese community in Australia, and uh, you know, some other scenarios. This is really, you know, not a very happy time for us. Yeah, no, not not at all. Um, especially, um, you know, someone who's showing Chinese, also from you know the Hui minority. Um, mm. it, it's just very odd because they, they keep saying China's, um, you know, is Islamophobic, and I've never experienced that in China myself. Um, yeah, coming yeah. from a very uh, more religious family, yeah. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so basically, um, I, I hope relations will get better, but at the yeah. moment, it seems like China, might, um, you know, might be part of, you know, the target of a thing called the Quad. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes, um, the uh, quadrilateral dialogue, which has been serving as a basis 
for the uh, Indo-Pacific strategy. Once again, also from Washington, you know, with I think it's a particular aim to uh, contain, suppress, even crush, you know, China's development. So I think that this is also I think Australia has been very much actively involved in this quad or you know Indo-Pacific strategy, and uh, as a way to uh, increase its uh, you know its volume of uh, you know on the uh, uh, the uh, uh, international stage china actually welcomes australia to play you know a more important part on the international stage but once again they should not be you know targeting china trying to challenge china provoke china you know, you know sort of like i think once actually in one of the opinion pieces in the australian press there was some kind of a uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, mentioning about you know Australia was sort of like standing up to China, like David, you know, challenging Korea. But really, you know, China is not a threat. China is not threatening threatening Australia in any way. Why should actually Australia be you know making this challenge, you know, and also provocations against China? And uh, usually the rhetoric is actually a very tricky one. You know, Australia can be you know picking up fights with China, and when China makes any response usually is only in uh, rhetoric then china is being accused of uh, bullying australia of uh, wolf warrior diplomacy discourse is that yeah i mean they really like that movie like i i saw it it was i thought it was a bit of a joke and um mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah they really touched onto it yeah yeah um but yeah it's um great having you on um Professor Chen, um, you know, you're probably very busy and you really bring some very, you know, high level sort of commentary on this issue, especially now you're actually really part of this yourself, which is very sad that uh, I won't be able to have a beer with you uh, anytime soon. Uh, Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I'm uh, happy to, uh, you know, to be uh, speaking to you again next time. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully I'll see you soon. Um, Yeah, me and me and you in China or Australia. Everything gets yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. Yes. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.